Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. All right, welcome into the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to download, listen in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. My name is Alfie, and once again, if you have not subscribed to our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it if you just took a couple of minutes, head on over to either iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, hit that subscribe button because every time a new podcast is uploaded and ready for you to listen to, you will get a notification to let you know that the latest episode of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast is available for you. Once again, that's at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. But we have another star-studded edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast coming up for you this week. In just moments, we will hear from the lead announcer of the Performance Racing Network, Doug Rice, as he recently announced his retirement from the broadcast booth for calling races for the Performance Racing Network. So this will be his last full-time season in the booth. So we'll talk to Doug about his decision to step away from the broadcast booth. And then also we'll have Georgia native David Reagan, who will be participating in the Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday. And also he did some testing on the latest EV vehicle that the Cup Series could be using in the future. And our very own WB had the opportunity to speak with that Georgia native David Reagan. So that's what's coming up for you here on this star-studded edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And of course, no racing recap is needed for this episode because we had no racing uh, this past weekend. But we do want to let you know Speed Weeks is coming up. The duels on Thursday, ARCA and the Truck Series on Friday, the Xfinity Series on Saturday, and then the Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday. You can watch all the action on Fox. You can listen to the action courtesy of the Motor Racing Network, which will also simulcast that event on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. So it's going to be very exciting as we kick off another NASCAR season here in just a matter of days. And then in mid-March, that's when we'll kick off the season for the NHRA and the IndyCar Series, as the NHRA will be in Gainesville, Florida, and then the IndyCar Series will be racing around the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida. So very excited for us to get full racing going on here uh, in mid-March once uh, IndyCar NHRA gets going on. Of course, the short track racing is going on right now. We'll... I'll also have a lot of coverage of what's going on in the short track world. And then, of course, NASCAR and Xfinity and trucks and then the NHRA IndyCar Series. We're going to have it all for you here on a Southern Race Week Radio. And if you want to keep up with the latest in racing news and information, just head on over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek. Like the page, and you'll be able to get all the latest news from racing. And then also you can follow us on Twitter as well. And that's at SRW Radio. And we do have an email address. So anytime you want to leave a comment, suggestions, thoughts of the radio show, anything that's on your mind, feel free to let me know. You can email us anytime at srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. So just sit back and relax as we enjoy this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location. Hi, I'm Heather DeVoe, co-host of the Mics Are Hot podcast, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition 
of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line, as he's a great friend of the show. You hear him call races for the Performance Racing Network throughout the season on Fast Talk, which you can hear uh, on our page. We always forward the link on the Southern Race Week Radio Facebook page and Twitter page, and you can look for your local PRN station in your area to listen to Fast Talk, along with all the other great programming you can hear via the Performance Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the lead announcer for PRN. It's Mr. Doug Mr. Rice, uh, thank you so much for taking the time once again to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Alfie, always a pleasure. Always love chatting uh, NASCAR racing and whatever else you want to talk about with you. Well, we got some big news that we need to talk about that you guys announced earlier in the week. But before we get into that, let's talk some NASCAR. Uh, the Clash of the Coliseum took place last weekend. A little unprecedented move. I was watching you guys on Fast Talk earlier this week. You guys had a discussion about it. Quite a move by NASCAR to move the race originally scheduled for Sunday at 8. They moved it to Saturday evening due to a torrential rain in the Los Angeles area. Uh, this is a move that we've never seen from NASCAR. We know usually if they delay the race, it's always the next day or maybe a couple of days after. But this is the first time I've ever seen them move the date up a day. And I know it caused a lot of problems with fans, but at least NASCAR's making things good. They had free admission for people to come in on Saturday. And then also for those who purchased tickets, NASCAR was generous enough to give them refunds on that. Tell me about that move, Doug, because we heard about it kind of early in the day, obviously. I'm sure they had to make that decision pretty early to make sure the teams and fans knew what was going on. But, I mean, that's something I'm sure in the many years that you've been covering NASCAR, you probably have never seen a move by that like that. I was I was genuinely surprised. I got a text fairly early Saturday morning from someone that said, I'm hearing rumblings that they may run the race today. And within an hour, it was official. They were going to run the race on Saturday evening, not Saturday, not Sunday evening. It was a very brave thing for NASCAR to do. I got, I give them all the credit in the world. Uh, they saw this weather forecast. I mean, they were talking about life-threatening floodwaters, which did prove to be the case for extended days. It, 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 as we're talking here, I think it's still raining in Los Angeles. Some three days later, they, this wasn't a 50-50 chance. This was absolutely a 100% chance that it was going to be a deluge. And I think NASCAR took the only course they could. You couldn't postpone Alfie and think, well, we'll go maybe in two days because you can't keep the teams on the West Coast spending all kind of money for an exhibition race. And especially when in 10 days, you got to get ready for the biggest race of the year. So uh, I give them credit. I felt like it was a brave move. I think they did the right thing. I applaud them across the board. Now, a lot of rumblings going on is this might be the last uh, race at the Coliseum. There's talk about maybe doing it in a little no location. Now, this experiment they had to try to do something like this really, I think, paid off over the last three years as the event got better and better, has kind of got more comfortable with it. What are your thoughts on – I've heard people say maybe taking it to Mexico, maybe taking it to maybe another stadium, maybe some other markets in the area. What, what are your thoughts of, of what you can see for the possibility of the future for the Clash? I think you've gotten all the good out of the L.A. Coliseum you can get. Uh, three years, there's no novelty about it. We're not talking about that the 1936 Olympics were held there or this Rose Bowl. So all of those things that kind of made it magical the first time or two, 
they're, they're done. So let's go ahead and move it to another locale. Try it somewhere else. I've heard Mexico City talked about. I've heard Guadalajara, Mexico talked about. Um, I personally would love to see them find a street course somewhere else that's not serviced by NASCAR because we've shown we can do that. That's just me. I'm not hearing that conversation. Or something like um, the the Jerry Jones's palace down there in Dallas and a race inside. I don't know that they would do that at a at a locale that's already got a NASCAR track. But you could race this in one of these. I mean, it's a tiny racetrack. You could do that indoors somewhere and then take the weather part of the equation. But getting back to your question, I think, yes, you need to go somewhere else next year with it. Where that is, I don't really care. It's going to be new. It's going to be exciting. My old boss, Humpy Wheeler, always used to say in the word newspaper, the important word is new. People are attracted to the new. Whatever is fresh and shiny, they're interested in that. So uh, I think it's NASCAR's obligation to come up with the new. And also watching the uh, the NASCAR Mexican Series race, Daniel Suarez took the victory in that, and he said he had goosebumps coming out of his car uh, winning that race. I, I think it was a lot of exposure. I've never seen a NASCAR Mexican Series race before. This is my first time watching it. I was impressed. Loved seeing the cars kind of a little bit different than the Cup Series cars, um, the talent that you get to see. Uh, what were your thoughts on the debut of seeing – the NASCAR Mexico series nationally on an audience where on a network where audience can, audiences could see more of what maybe some of the potential drivers that could maybe see sometime down the road, like Daniel Suarez. Uh, I, I think it's good. I think for the, the international series, the NASCAR Euro series, the NASCAR Mexican series, I don't know anything about those. I don't, I don't pay attention. So if you want to get an audience and make people aware, you got to put them on a platform where people can see them because you know, the other 364 days of the year, we can't watch. So I, I, I applaud him and congrats. I know Daniel didn't make the big show, but I'm glad he bounced back and won that race. Speaking with Doug Rice of the Performance Racing Network on this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And Doug, we're just uh, not that long away before we kick off the season. We got the duels and then the big one, the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. Um, as you get set to kick off uh, another season of NASCAR for you guys and everyone at the Performance Racing Network, uh, how excited are you for you this season? I, mean, I think it's going to be interesting because coming off that clash at the Coliseum race, we had a lot of... Uh, some heated conversations with some of the drivers. It seemed like some people got a little upset about what was going on. Ty Gibbs, among others, Joey Logano, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Kind of got involved with AJ Allmendinger. Um, one of the questions I heard a lot during the post-race press conferences were, will those situations kind of materialize and, and maybe some of those little rivalries move over to the regular season? Do you see that? Or, or you think just because it's an exhibition race, you know, of course you're going to get hot and heavy at the moment, but maybe, Leading up to the Daytona, you got time to kind of cool off it. Is it a big deal just because it's just an exhibition race? No, it's not a big deal. It's cool. It's cool because race fans love that. We love to see pushy shove, trash talk, smack talk, whatever you want to call it. We all love that. But nothing that went on in the L.A. Coliseum is going to bleed over to Daytona, Atlanta, Phoenix, or anywhere else. I know Joey Logano and Ty Gibbs, who's only in his second year now, have already got a little bit of history. Ty Gibbs, find somebody else to feud with, okay? I'm just telling you right now, he's a good little driver. Terrible interview, but a good little driver. Uh, you don't want Joey Logano to be the guy that's headhunting for you because Joey does not care. And if, if you want to pick a fight with somebody else, I, I, 
I would advise Ty Gibbs to go someplace else and pick out one of the other 35 drivers to start a feud with. Now, Doug, you made some news earlier in the week. You announced to the entire NASCAR nation that you're going to be uh, hanging it up from the broadcast booth. You did say you'll continue to do Fast Talk next year and do some other side projects. But as far as full-time in the booth, you're going to be stepping aside and, and taking some time off to, to spend some time with your beautiful family and uh, maybe catch a couple of Braves and Falcons games throughout the year. So um, what kind of made you decide that this was the year to do it? I've, I've felt I've been thinking about this. I'm 68 years old. I'll be 69 in March. So th- obviously the calendar has a little bit of influence, but I still feel like I'm doing this at a high level and enjoying it and having a blast. But over the last couple of years, there have been more things and opportunities that have come along in my life that I would have liked to have done. And I can't because I got to go to Dover. I got to go to Texas and I've got to be someplace. And then I realized during the off season, wait, I don't got to be anywhere. You know, I'm, I am plenty old enough to retire and in good enough shape to do that. And the more I thought about it, I, I thought I've done everything in the NASCAR world. And then some that I could ever have wanted to do. And I've worked with awesome people, gotten to call fantastic races, met lots and lots of great people. Maybe it's time to do some other things. I, I want to see this country. I want to, I want to travel the U.S. and so does my wife and go to places and not necessarily have to be at the racetrack half the day and and do some other things. Um, there, there were things that I felt like I was starting to miss out on and I don't want to miss out on them. So uh, it was just it's just time. And I also wanted to, to stop while I was at a, at a high level of doing this and not having somebody tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, you know, we're listening and you're, you're not working at peak proficiency. I never wanted to be in that situation. either. So it's 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 the right time. And I read your comments and it was, you know, a lot of the one things we have in common was our love for the Braves Broadcasting Network and those announcers who kind of drive us to do what we do yourself personally, myself as well, listen to the Braves and then also live in Los Angeles with with Chick Hearn and, and Vince Scully, which, who are also a couple of my inspirations. Of course, I I put you up there in that category as well. But uh, another great thing I heard you talking about on Fast Talk was, you know, a lot of the things you've accomplished in your career. I know one of the highlights for you was the double duty when you did the Indy 500 and the Coke 600, which I know is a, a very important kind of thing you you cherish. But also another thing you mentioned is working with the Motor Racing Network this year. As you kind of mentioned, you'll be doing some stuff with them for the Daytona 500, which is something that you said you haven't been able to do because PRN isn't sanctioned to do those races. Um, Let me ask you, how excited are you to be a part of the Daytona 500 coverage with MRN? And have they told you what your role will be for that broadcast? I, I, I don't know what my role is. I know what I hope my role is. It'll be small. I mean, I'm probably going to be on the air. I don't know, 15, 20 minutes during the course of the day. I don't want to get in anybody's way. I don't want to uh, create, you know, like, well, can we get this guy out of here now? Uh, If I can go up and maybe announce a few laps just so I can, at the end of the day, say, hey, I helped broadcast a Daytona 500 on the radio, then that's that's what I'd like to gain from that. I mean, that's a big, I don't like the term, but I guess it is a bucket list item for anybody in the radio broadcast industry, in in NASCAR. I've, I've done... The Brickyard, I've done the 600, you know, some big things. And I did the Indy 500, as you alluded to, on the same day as the 600. So to be able to do that and to be able to say, okay, that was cool. Uh, that's really nice. And I, I appreciate the folks at MRN a lot. I know all the folks there. They know all of us. We get along really well. And for them to extend that invitation is, is just tremendous. 
Well, Doug, as I mentioned before, we went on the air looking at all the comments that people have uh, said to you about your announcement. You can tell that you've touched a lot of lives, a lot of careers, including this young man right here. I uh, owe a lot to my career and to what you've taught me from what I've seen from you, your professionalism, uh, the way you treat people, even though you are a big deal. You still treat <laughs> you still treat people with a lot of respect, and it's always something that I've treasured. And uh, as I've said in my post to you, I always I was a listener, a fan an interviewer and to call you a friend and a mentor is something that uh, well, I treasure and uh, just appreciate everything you've done for myself and my family um, as well. So, you'll, so like I said, I, I really appreciate everything you've done, not just for myself, but I think a lot of people can say that probably echo the same things. Alfie, that, that means a lot. And I've, and I've said this a couple of times now that this news broke the last 10 years, you know, the first your, your career, if you get in one thing and you stay there, it follows a progression. You get in the door you work, you try to do all these things. You you try to move up the ladder to the level that makes you happy. I was very blessed. I worked at PRN. I went from being the affiliates manager to the coordinator, then finally president general manager. I'm currently president only. The general manager is Jerry Horn. Jerry has a much better business IQ than I do. He's the right person to have that job. So I, I was able to get and do all the things that I wanted out of this job and maybe the last decade has really been toward helping people like yourself and other folks, Doug Turnbull that works down in Atlanta, uh, Heather DeBeau, who's on our team and some other young people find their places. Alexis Erickson, who works on the air with us. Uh, she didn't want to even ever come on the radio. And I said, no, I said, you're smart. You'll get it. And now she's ready to go when we do every show. So that's been my focus and I'll continue to do that from the sidelines as much as I can, because a lot of people want to do this. They just, all I can do is open doors. And if I can open doors and say, study hard work, go through that door, good things will happen. Then that, that's, that's what you can do for people is open doors. And that's what I've been trying to do the last decade. Well, Doug, we're looking forward to your last ride this season and uh, looking forward to everything that you've got going on and see what the future holds for you. I'm glad it's not a, a goodbye per se, just, See you later, as you'll still, as I mentioned, do Fast Talk and do some other projects for uh, the Performance Racing Network. Um, if our listeners want to follow along with you on social media, I know you do a lot of work on the social media front. Uh, where can our listeners go to continue following along with you as they enjoy Doug's last ride here in uh, 2024? Uh, at at uh, Riceman61, and people have said, where does that come from? Uh, a PR director many, many years ago nicknamed me Riceman. I tagged the 61 on there because Riceman was already taken. Uh, I was an unspectacular high school football player. And my number was 61. So I thought, well, I'll steal that. And it turns out my daughter is also born on June 1st, which is 6-1. So that's where that comes from. So it's Riceman61, or our network is at PRN Live. And I'm also on uh, Instagram at, I think, uh, at Doug underscore Rice. So I, I live more in what used to be Twitter, but, uh, you know, everybody tells me you got to be on Instagram too. So I just do what I'm told. Well, Doug, as always, we appreciate you. We take some time to join us here. I'm sure we'll be catching up with uh, throughout the season here in 2024. Of course, we'll see you here in a few weeks at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the end better health 400 race weekend, as you guys will call the Xfinity and the Cup series race. Uh, just looking forward to seeing you. And I'm sure everyone at AMS is excited to see you come through. Of course, you have this one. And then we got the one in September to kick off the, uh, 
the playoffs for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart. Uh, tickets are still available at landamotorspeedway.com. Doug, as always, we really appreciate it, sir, when you take time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Uh, good luck to you guys and the PRN crew as you kick off the 2024 season. Uh, you'll, uh, you'll be at Atlanta here in a few weeks to kick off PRN's coverage. So looking forward to seeing you at AMS, my friend. Thanks a lot, Alfie. Always a pleasure. Call me anytime. All right. Well, we'll definitely. And you always, always have an open invitation. You're going to have some more availability for some Braves and Falcons, maybe some Hawks games as well. I know the great voice of the Hawks, Steve Holman. We've been kind of talking back and forth, talking about you as well. So uh, we're looking forward to having you back in Atlanta soon for some other sporting events besides uh, what's going on at AMS. Well, I know Holman's already ahead of me a number of years. Same job. So I was, I was never going to catch him anyway. <laughs> hey, this is Mike Bagley of Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You, my friends, are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week presented by the Atlanta Motor Speedway getting ready for the February race. Today on the old hotline, we've got none other than David Reagan, NASCAR driver. Welcome back to the show, David. Yes, sir. Always good to be on, and, and thanks for having me back. I always love talking to all my, my friends back home around Atlanta, for sure. Well, I tell you what, David, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in uh, NASCAR. Uh, we just come off of the race out at the uh, Coliseum, and uh, you're getting ready to uh, to race at the Daytona 500. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's exciting to be back in a race car to, to go to Daytona for the Daytona 500. Uh, you know, we, we all know how important the Daytona 500 is for the, the sport of NASCAR, but but the first race of the year, uh, all the eyes are, are on the sport of NASCAR, and and I, I've been so blessed to, to be a part of that, that race for, for many years. But without me racing full-time, I knew there would be a point where I'm just not going to be back again, and I kind of thought we – we're, we're at that point. I didn't really have anything uh, lined up and, and I really wasn't pursuing really happy with my, my role with Ford doing some of the test driving and product development with, with the next generation uh, dark horse Mustang uh, doing some analyst work for Fox. It's been really good transition for me uh, outside of race. But when this opportunity came up with, with Brad Keselowski and, and the RFK team, uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun to, uh, to, to get back to Daytona next week and hit the, uh, hit the gas and, and try to go, uh, race for a win. It, it's exciting times for sure. Rumor has it that you tested NASCAR's potential electric car. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I have been uh, part of that group with, with NASCAR that has been working uh, on the development uh, of this uh, fully uh, EV car. Uh, it's a project that, that NASCAR has, has had a lot of fun working on, and I've been able to uh, to drive it a few times. And, you know, I don't really know what the, the long-term uh, play is and, and what, what NASCAR's vision is. Uh, with, with how this car will, will play a role in, in, you know, motor racing here in the U.S. But, you know, it's inevitable that, uh, you know, the cars that we drive on the road and the manufacturers, it really push a lot uh, behind the scenes and in the sport of, of stock car racing and NASCAR that they're really spending a lot of, of money, uh, time, and effort to, to develop this, this EV car for, for all of their customers. So it's, it's only makes sense for, for NASCAR to, uh, to start down that road and, and just look at what the options are. There is an open wheel series that races electric cars and those suckers go fast as crap, man. I mean, so obviously there's a way to generate the power to get the speed that you want. 
maybe we'll just have to have uh, one of those companies put in one of those loud speakers underneath the car so that the NASCAR fans get their heart shaking, thumb rattling, rolling in their heads going so that whenever the cars go by, they they still hear the sound of a, a big super V8 motor going by. Yeah, I, I hear you. Well, I don't think any NASCAR fan has to worry about the, the, the noise and these uh, naturally uh, aspirated engines uh, going away anytime soon. We, we know that, that uh, man, that the passion that, that, that I grew up with, man, there's nothing that beats standing on the front straightaway there at Atlanta Motor Speedway when, when 40 of those race cars, you know, uh, take the green flag. It, it's like, uh, you know, thunder uh, rolling by. It's a pretty neat uh, feeling to, to experience that. So I don't think that's going away anytime soon. But we just don't know where, where the world will be with, with automotive world in, in the next 10 to 15 years. And you're right, uh, William, I think, uh, you know, Formula One has that Formula E series. I know the uh, IMSA series that uh, there's a type of electronification on really all of those cars, whether it's a hybrid or some type of regeneration uh, boost that, that has a battery pack. And then I know that the, the actual F1 series is uh, going to some type of, of electronification boost in, in, in the next year or two. So I, I don't think that, that the NASCAR fans have anything to worry about uh, here for the immediate future. Well, you know, uh, David, checking out uh, uh, Southern Race Week's Facebook page, and I got a message sent to me wanting to know, uh, David Reagan, did he uh, did he graduate with an engineering degree because he sounds like the smartest NASCAR person in the world? Uh, well, I've just hung out with a lot of people that, that are really smart and smarter than I am. So now I've just got a, got a good Georgia education, and, you know, uh, I did not go to college. I, I was going to college, uh, and that was kind of my plan B if, if the racing deal didn't work out. But I was really fortunate to, to get some good opportunities and able to keep racing as a, as a teenager and into my early 20s. But, man, there are so many smart people that, that work on these race cars, that, that design them, that think about them, and that build them. And I've been so lucky to uh, get to hang out with all these, these men and women that are just excellent fabricators, that, that are brilliant-minded, that they really could go to other industries and, and make a big impact. I mean, you think about the, the race cars that we have and, and the speeds that they go and that they can race for – 500 miles and, and everything holds up. It, it's really miraculous. These, uh, you know, these stock cars that were just off the showroom floor, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. And, and now they're full fledged uh, racing machines. So I, I've been able to hang out with a lot of smart people. Also a question coming from Southern race week, Facebook for David Reagan, NASCAR driver, NASCAR instructor coming from Tina wants to know when you're on TV on uh, NASCAR race hub, do they provide you with your jackets or do you have to bring your own jackets? You know, that, that's a great question. And, and that's, you know, must be from someone who's really uh, uh, paying attention. They actually provide us with, with all of our uh, wardrobe, which is a really good thing because I, I don't think I could pick out some of the, uh, the, the nice looking and, and well fit. Uh, suits that they have us wear. Uh, I think I would have probably some blue jeans and, and a polo shirt. So they, they have an awesome wardrobe apartment. And, and that's one thing that, that makes that job uh, so easy is, is I really just show up 
and have some notes ready for the night show and, and kind of spend some time with our uh, producer or the, the other analyst on, on kind of the direction we're going to talk. And, and they just have my, my clothes ready. Here's your shoes. Here's your belt. Here's your, your coat. Uh, here, here, you know, if we wear a tie on some of the race day shows, they literally have all that ready for me. So they definitely uh, do a, a lot better job than I think I could do and, and, and help me look a lot better than, than I normally do. Sounds like a NASCAR pit crew right there behind you there, so. Hey, yards. Yeah, right. for sure. So you're going to Daytona uh, this week, and uh, or and then you're coming to Atlanta. Or right, but you are you going to come and check out the race if nothing else at Atlanta Motor Speedway? Yeah, you know, man, Atlanta's always uh, an awesome race, and and since they reconfigured the track, it's one of my favorite races on the schedule. I mean, it's that perfect hybrid between the speedway style of racing where you've got to draft, you've got to have some help and, and some friends on, on how you make those passes, but you've got to have your car that handles well. You're probably going to lift some during the run, which is going to, you know, create, some cars that are just faster than others and so really really fast i mean when when i raced in, in that very first race uh after the reconfiguration two years ago uh, i can't tell you the sensation of speed through the middle uh, of the corner because you know you just don't slow down much and those corners are a lot tighter than they are at, at talladega or daytona but you're so close to everybody else and you know that that was a very mentally and, and physically tough 500 miles uh, a couple of years ago so I, I will not be running in in the atlanta race but i, I know i'll be watching with with a lot of interest daytona 500 win david reagan in victory lane i'm calling it right now if somebody wants to find out more information about you follow you or just see what all goes on in the world of david reagan where do we need to point them to brother yeah, they can follow all the, the Roush Fenway, Keselowski, uh, you know, social media channels. Uh, they do a great job leading into the speed weeks, and, and obviously we'll keep all the race fans uh, up to date. Uh, I have a, a Facebook page that, that's kind of dedicated to some of the racing stuff that I don't update as often as I should, but but you can follow along a little bit on that. And then just tune in to Fox. I mean, the, uh, the, the Fox group takes really good care of the NASCAR fans. They really put a lot of effort on, on the storylines and the TV coverage of, of the Daytona 500. So tune in and, uh, yeah, look, look forward to seeing uh, everybody in Daytona or Atlanta. If Atlanta is your hometown track uh, like it is mine, uh, go buy you a ticket and, and come out. You, you won't be disappointed. And the second race of the year has always got a lot of, of important storylines, too. I mean, these teams want to get off to a good a good start, and, and Atlanta is just as important of a race as Daytona. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you having me on, and I look forward to uh, getting the season kicked off uh, in, in many ways uh, here in a few days. Hey, everybody, this is Ben Rose, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we continue our brand new week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio Radio Show along with the podcast which is available at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So head on over there, download, listen, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us here on the program, the lead announcer for the Performance Racing Network, Doug Rice, and then also a driver you'll see at the Daytona 500 coming up here in a few weeks from the great state of Georgia, David Reagan. Now coming up next week on the Southern Race Week Radio broadcast, our special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we preview the Ambetter Health 400 race weekend. And William, 
Time for you to wrap this bad boy up. Any final thoughts before we head on out of here? Well, let me tell you what, folks. Uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway, and and I've, I've talked with Brandon Hudson. I've been over there a thousand times. They are putting on a fresh new coat of paint on everything, and they are making it look great. And I'm telling you what, race fans, you are going to have a great time at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Y'all need to make sure you go to atlantamotorspeedway.com, get your tickets, or if you'd like to try to win some of the 200 tickets that we have to give away on Southern Race Week, go to facebook.com slash southernraceweek and look for details there how you can win and how you can come have fun with us at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Am Better Health 400 race weekend coming up February 23rd through the 25th. As always, make sure you find us, follow us, and keep in touch with us. I'm WB, a.k.a. William Barber, as everybody call me today. And this is... Alfie! We'll see you next week at a racetrack near you. Music